Hello to all nations San Bernardino, all nations Las Vegas, and all of our E-Tribe that's out there. Listen, we're so excited that you've joined us for this worship experience. I want you to do something that's so important. I want you to press that supernatural button called the share button. If you would click that right now, get this out to as many people as you possibly can as we move into week number two of the Table and Chairs series. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3 is where we're going. Daniel 6 and 3. I want you to get your Bibles. If you have a paper Bible, people still have those. If you have a paper Bible, grab it. If not, do it on your phone. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3. And the Bible says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. I want to minister a message to you this week entitled, Excelling at the Table. Excelling at the Table. We are in this new series, Table and Chairs, that's all about understanding how to navigate the spaces and the places God has called us to. All of us have been ordained by God to fill a void or a space that only we can fill. And I think it's important that every single believer steps into the understanding of how do I move in and out of these spaces. One of the things that's important you understand in our text today is that we're not talking about an actual table as we did last week. We're not talking about a physical table, but we're talking about a proverbial table. We're talking about today, the work table. Oh, this is going to be fun. We're talking about the table of work, where you exercise work, whether that's you being an entrepreneur, whether you are an employee or an employer, each and every one of us are supposed to work. You understand that. That when God created Adam, the first thing that God did was he gave him a job. He said, hey, Adam, this is is your job description and this is how you're going to navigate this space so we want to talk about today how do we win at the work table how do we win at the place that we have been designed to work daniel chapter 6 and verse number one i love what it says it said it pleased darius that's the king to set over the kingdom 120 satraps 120 satraps. What does that mean? The word satrap means a provisional governor, a provisional governor, mean a governor over uh, a province within the kingdom. His kingdom was so expansive and so large, he needed 120 of these governors to be in place. Daniel wasn't one of the 120, but one he was over, he was a part of the three that were over the 120. He was a part of the three that were over the 120. Let's dive into this. Verse number two said, and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so the king would suffer no loss. I love that part because we understand that Daniel had a position to make sure that the company, if you will, uh, the organization, if you will, that he was a part of suffered no loss, right? He was in that level of leadership, in that place of leadership within the government. I love what verse three says. It says, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps. Let's back up. That means there was 120, remember this, satraps, 
there were three governors on top of the satraps and in the midst of everybody that was there, Daniel distinguished himself. Really important to understand that Daniel did not wait for somebody else to cause for him to stand out. Daniel made sure that he stood out himself. Daniel made sure that he did the actions, that he had the activity to make sure that he was not just another number. Let's pause for a minute and let's really think and evaluate if we are just another number wherever we're working, whether we are the boss, whether we're an employee or whether we're an entrepreneur, are you just another one? Are you just another person? You're just another supervisor. You're just another worker. You're just another uh, builder in whatever place that you are. Or have you distinguished yourself? Daniel distinguished himself above everybody else. He stood out. And I believe that you're coming into a season where you're about to stand out amongst the crowd. I just believe that you're about to shine very, very bright among everybody else around you. And what I think is important is that you don't let anybody steal your shine. You don't let anybody press you down. You don't let anybody make you feel as if you should dim your light or dim your brightness. But you've got to be committed to understanding that no matter what season you're in, no matter how long you've been at that particular world, table, no matter how long you've been in that particular space, God has called for you to stand out. A matter of fact, I want you to type in the comments right now, I'm standing out. I'm standing out. Just do it right now, both on Facebook and YouTube. Type into the comments, I am standing out. Let's go further. The Bible says that Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. We an excellent spirit was in him. I love that. Do you realize how important excellence is? Um, it is so important because there is no standing out without excellence. A lot of people go through life just wanting to behave normal, just wanting to be regular, just wanting to move from space to space and do enough just to get by. But this wasn't Daniel's position. Daniel made sure that people saw the excellent spirit. Look at this. That was in him. It was in him. Excellence is a spirit and it was in Daniel. Here's the truth. God is no respecter of persons. Listen, the excellent spirit is in you, but it's up to you to activate it. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get there in a minute. It's up to you to grab a hold of this excellent spirit that's on the inside of you. Look at this. And because of the excellent spirit, the king gave thought to setting him over the whole kingdom. Listen, he was standing out so much. This excellent spirit in him was moving in such a powerful way that the king said, guess what? I think you should be in charge of everybody. I believe that many of us are moving into a season that I believe that God is calling promotion. You've got it. You are moving into a place of promotion, but back up. It won't be without you distinguishing yourself and moving in that excellent spirit. If you don't move in that excellent spirit, activate what's inside of you and show forth the glory of God through you. I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on promotion. Stop being regular. You heard me. Stop being normal. The truth is you are extraordinary. You're above the board. 
You're above the rest, and you've got to embrace what God has said about you. Listen, there's, there's, a, there's a Hebrew word here um, for excellent in the scripture in our text today, and it's the word yatir, yatir. And this is what it means, imminent, surpassing, I love this one, extreme, extraordinary. Oh, the spirit that was in him was absolutely extreme and extraordinary that means that when people try to tell you that hey it doesn't take all of that that's way too much detail that's way too much attention that's way too much energy being given to it if you just did x y and z see people who don't operate in an excellent spirit is always they're always interested in skipping steps but it's important that you understand that the way you handle the man's table that you are at, the woman's table that you are at, will determine how people will handle your table when it's your time. Oh my God. Like it is so important for you to get this because if you walk in to the understanding that I'm going to operate in the excellent spirit because as I'm at the work table, I am sowing. We are always living in a lifetime of sowing and reaping. And it's important that you are sowing the right stuff even when you're not the boss, even when it's not your vision. You got to work that man, that woman's vision until the point that their vision exceeds and it goes above. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. God's going to bless you with the same type of people. People used to tell me all the time, listen, I've served many men of God. I've served other people in businesses. And people say, Sherman, you're there too much. You're doing too much. You're giving too much energy. You you know what? Oh my God, I can't believe he did all of that. He went the extra mile. He did all of that. But I'm going to tell you what I reaped in this season of my life. God has blessed me beyond imagination a hundred times. What I gave out and what I sold in those seasons, God sent directly to me now, both in business, both in ministry, at the work table. God has sent me extraordinary people who have the same level, if not greater, level of commitment that I had in the spaces where I was subordinate and not the leader. Let's keep going. This spirit inside of him was extreme and extraordinary if you want the next level of income you got to embrace excellence which means you have to embrace being considered a little string extreme if you want the next level you want the next level of finances you want the next level of influence be okay with people saying you're doing too much. Be okay with people saying it doesn't take all of that. Be okay with people saying dumb it down some. You've got to do what you're supposed to do. And listen, living out your difference is going to connect to you being distinguished and you living in the excellent spirit. Look at this, look at this please. Be determined that you're going to give everything in life your best everything no matter where it is no matter what the space is i'm bringing my best to the table don't get to a place where you allow regular normal not making any level of impact people convince you that you should not give your everything in life give your best listen the hebrew word another hebrew word rather for excellence is the word megig Megig, and this is what the word megig means. It literally means choice. You heard me right. Choice. What are you talking about, Sherman? Excellence is a choice. 
You choose to be excellent. It's not something that you have to have the greatest amount of skill. See, excellence will say, I don't know, but I'm going to research it to figure out how to do it, and I'm going to become better. We've got to stop living in the land that I never knew that before. No one ever showed me. I never went to a class. No one ever broke it down for me. You've got to get to the place where you understand that if I'm going to operate in excellence, I have to choose to know. And in order to choose to know, I've got to put the work in to do it. Whatever job you've been assigned to, whatever work table you're at, whether it's yours or whether it's someone else's, please do yourself a favor and be the best. And how do I become the best? I become the best by making sure I study my field. You want to grow? You want to develop? When was the last time you read a book about the table you're at? When was the last time you went to a webinar, free or paid, about the idea of what you're called to do? When was the last time you went and, and, and offered up saying, hey, I got to get me a mentor who's gone this way before, who's had this level of success that's going to teach me and cause for me to grow up higher in this particular space and place. The work table is calling your name. It wants to see excellence, but you've got to be committed that I'm going to make the choice of excellence. Excellence does not just happen. Here's the thing. Some of us have been at different levels of excellence and we thought, oh, I did so good. It was, I, listen, I, I, I did so well in this particular space, but what we miss out on is that every season will demand another level of excellence. And whatever work table that you're at, I know you were winning last year, but my question for you today, come on, wherever you're watching from, all over the globe, my question is for you today, how are you supposed to win in this season? Will you push yourself harder? Will you push yourself harder and press into the space that God has designed for you to press into? It's so vitally important that you embrace this. Let's go further. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse six. I love this scripture. It says, so we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. Verse seven, but as you abound in everything, catch that, abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in the grace also. What are you talking about here now, Sherman? Listen, you've been graced. You've been graced for excellence. Excellence is a part of your makeup. It's a part of your DNA. I want you to write that down. I want you to, a matter of fact, place it right there in the comments. Excellence is a part of my DNA. It's a part of my DNA. I was made for this. See, anything outside of excellence makes you get into a place of being morphed, uh, moving into a place, I know you're not going to like this word, a retardation, meaning that it's not what it was created to be, so it's operating differently, and I need you to understand that God has never intended for your life to be retarded. I said that, that he wants you to get into the place of living out the best life you're supposed to live, and until you understand you've been graced for excellence, you will feel like just because you haven't seen it before, you cannot do it. It doesn't matter what was done in your bloodline. It doesn't matter who in your family. It doesn't matter who did it in your friend circle. You've been anointed, please hear me. You've been anointed. You've been graced for excellence. Grace, listen, for excellence. It's a part of your DNA. The level of excellence we display 
is directly connected, is related to our gratitude for whatever work table God's called us to. Yep, 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 yep. When you don't operate in excellence, it's a sign to God that you are not grateful for where he placed you. Because wherever he placed you, then you're gonna make sure that you move far beyond anything that has ever been seen in that place. See, giving less than your best demonstrates the ungrateful spirit. Please write that down. Please write it down. Please write it down. Giving less than your best demonstrates an ungrateful spirit. I don't know about you, but I am grateful that God opened up opportunities and work tables for me to cause for me to walk in the space and places he's determined for me to have victory in. I've made a decision. I am grateful that God opened up the seasons for me. I'm grateful that God opened up the times for me. I'm grateful that God allowed me to be able to sit at these tables. You've got to show your gratitude by walking out excellence. And let me tell you something. One of the greatest signs for you that you don't walk in excellence is if you're late. Y'all heard me. If you're late, you got to be careful, okay? You got to be careful because the enemy wants to try to use this idea of, mm, I could leave it or take it. Mm, maybe, uh, maybe I really, you know, I hate this job. I don't really want to be here to make you live in a low level operation. The enemy wants you to do that. And this is why he wants to cause for your testimony or the testimony of you and your character to be low. You heard that. He wants the testimony of you, your life, and your character to be low. He doesn't want for people to esteem you high. He doesn't want for you to be distinguished. He doesn't want for you to stand out. He doesn't want for you to have the excellent spirit. So then what you've got to do, yes you, you've got to show up on time. Y'all, don't cut me off. Stay in here with me. You got to show up on time. It's not cute. Late is not cute. Put in the comments, late is not cute. See, the excellent spirit will drive you in such a way that you're going to make sure you're early so that when the clock turns and it's that time that you should arrive, you're already in place. Break late. I said it. Next, let's look at this. <laughs> You've got to understand the gratefulness is going to be shown by how you demonstrate excellence. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you're into, whatever you're doing, whatever assignment you've been given, do it to the glory of God. So the work table is bigger than just getting a check. The work table is bigger than making sure that I can pay my bills. See, whatever work table I'm at, it is yet being done to the glory of God. I got news for you. You're in full time ministry. Some of you are like, no, Dumas, that's you. You travel around the world, write books, you, you know, activating people, healing the sick, casting out devils. That's you. No, it's all of us. Each and every one of us have been ordained by God in the full time ministry. Not all of us have pulpit ministry. Not all of us are called to the religious sector, but all of us, yes, every single one of us are set up by God to go into those spaces 
and manifest the kingdom. Whatever it is, the NBA, you've been called there. Medicine, you've been called there. Whatever space that God has called you to, you have been sent there to represent the kingdom of God. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. And you must embrace this idea that I have been ordained by God to walk in victory. Here it is. First Corinthians 10 and 31 is where you've got to get it. It's all being done to the glory of God. Here's the next one. How can I excel at the work table? I want to give you some principles, some things that I've been thinking about as it relates to you. How in the world can you excel at the work table? What does that look like for you? How can you manifest it? Here's the first thing that I want to say to you. Number one, you got to be present. You got to be present. See, Daniel could not have been distinguished. He would have not distinguished himself at the table without being fully present. When you're mentally elsewhere, when you're mentally somewhere else, you are always hit below the bar. You're always hit below the bar. You've got to be fully present. I have had jobs that I hated, right? If you hate your job, I want you to be honest right now. If you hate your job, I want you to type in the comments right now, I hate my job. Let's type it in. Be honest. Come on. It's a free space. Come on. Liberty's here. Type it in. I hate my job. Got it in? Okay, here's my response to you. So what? <laughs> so what? Like, it's, it's a game. Like, like I, I just tricked you right now. Listen, why am I saying that to you? Like, whether you like it or not, as you're in that place, you got to be fully present. It's your assignment. It's your assignment. If you're working at Burger King, flip those freaking burgers like somebody who has lost their mind. Make sure that your customers realize you have the best freaking burgers at Burger King, right? If, if you're working in retail right now, make sure you're committed that, hey, you're gonna be the one that gets the most sales on the sales floor. The way that you fold those clothes and put them together, people are gonna be talking about you across the company. Why? I'm gonna be fully present. I'm gonna be here. And for whatever season and reason that God has me here, I hear you, Lord, is some of us, it's because of the facts of who we're supposed to connect with. See, who he's called you to is oftentimes bigger than even the work table that you're at. Oftentimes, he sent you to that work table because there's a coworker that you're supposed to release the grace of God to. You're supposed to be a light and an example to. And if you're not fully present, you're going to miss out on expressing the kingdom in that area. You are a kingdom ambassador and God has set you there. And you got to be aware of everything that God has available for you. Here's the second thing that you got to do. First of all, be present. Secondarily, stay prepared. I love this. Proverbs chapter 6 and 6 is one of my first favorite scriptures. And and I love to read it. Here he is. Go to the ant, you sluggard. <laughs> I just love it. What is that? I love that sluggard is in the Bible, right? Go to the ant, you sluggard. So important that you get this. And this is what the Bible says. Consider her ways. Please get this. Consider her ways and be wise. Consider her ways and be wise. What should we consider about the ant? Here it is. She has no captain. She has no captain, no overseer, no ruler but provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. The ant is prepared. But catch this, 
You won't be able to move into high level preparation if you've already always have to have somebody manage you. There has to be self-control. Now, a lot of people watching me now are like, Sherman, self-control means to make sure that you don't end up doing something you shouldn't do, does it? Could it mean that self-control could also connect from the aspect of doing what you're supposed to? Control yourself. Like, a lot of us have been busy trying to control other people. Some of us have all of our opinions about the United States of America, how it should be ran. Have you done well with running you? See, this is the hour now where God wants you to exhibit self-control. And when you exhibit self-control, you don't need a manager. You don't need someone to oversee you. You can get it done. Listen, if you get and you stay prepared rather, right, then you don't have to get prepared, right? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? And so what does that look like in our lives to stay prepared? Well, again, whatever area that we're called to, we've got to make sure that when we come to the table, we come whatever we're supposed to come to the table with. And not just coming, fulfilling the assignment, but how can I go above? I know they asked me for this, but how can I take this company to the next level? That's going to take energy and effort that the normal individual would not take. But you're trying to win at the work table. You don't want to be normal. You don't want to be regular. You want to win. Number one, catch it, be present. Number two, stay prepared. Win in that area that you're called to. Here's number three, and I love it. Live passionately. Live passionately. Colossians 3 and 23 says this, and whatever you do, do it heartedly as to the Lord and not to men. Another version says, do it wholeheartedly. Here it is, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of inheritance. For you serve the Lord Jesus, the Lord Christ rather, you serve him. So whatever you do, do it with passion. Do it with all of your heart. Whatever it is, do it. I understand not liking a job. I tell people all the time, for one time in history, I worked in retail. Okay, I worked a bunch of ministry jobs, even as a, my first job was in ministry. Like from 18, right out of college, first job was in ministry. I decided one summer um, home from college, I was going to go and get a retail job. So I went and I just to do it, just to be able to say I did it, I went and got a job at Banana Republic. Now, I loved having the discounts because I loved their clothing. But I found out that retail was not for me. How do you know that, Sherman? Well, I got there and I would come to uh, work or I would come from my break rather and the clothes that I had just folded so nicely and placed there would be all over the place. And I would get so pissed off. Yes, I said pissed off. I would get so angry. And I was like, this could not, like, this is not for me. Like, I'm not called to this space. So what I did was I went to lunch and I never came back. Now, don't do that. That's not good. I'm not saying go that direction. My point is I wasn't passionate about that, right? That even without me liking it, what I should have done is that because I had I agreed to the job, right? I should have had right character and I should have at least gone to my supervisor and said, today is my last day, right? But listen, in the field that you are working in, don't do stupid stuff like I did, but get to a place where you operate in passion. Find something about it you can become passionate about. 
So even if, it's, if you're like, you know what, I'm passing through this, this is not my resting place, I'm here for a moment, then go ahead, be there for a moment, but do this, find something that will make you passionate about it. Like give your all. You must know the enemy of your soul is not gonna ever be happy with you excelling at a table. But don't be distracted. Don't be distracted, live passionately. Let's move forward in our scripture. Listen, Daniel chapter six and four says, so the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Ooh, why is this important? It's important because you've got to understand when you start moving in excellence, people who are normal and regular are going to have a problem with it. You heard me. When you start moving in excellence, there are people around you that's going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, you're doing too much. And then don't start getting promoted because then people think, oh, you think you're better than me because you've gotten that. Oh, you think you're greater than me because you've gotten that. You've got to make sure that you know that a part of the game, a part of excellence is going to be those people that are below the bar that are going to have something to say about it, but you cannot be moved by it. You have been anointed to be in that space. You've been graced to be in that space. And listen to me, your enemies are supposed to be there. What? Don't trip out. Your enemies belong there. What do you mean? Remember Psalms 23 and five. You prepare a table for me, where? Before me in the presence of my enemies. No enemies, no table. The table is supposed to be set so that the people around you who had something negative to say about the excellent spirit that is in you and the way you operated also saw your breakthrough. I feel that. Some of you felt like, you know, people have been saying what they've been saying. They've been doing what they've been doing concerning me and how I'm operating at the work table or in the marketplace, and it's frustrated you. You've been upset about it. But I'm going to tell you, give them something to talk about, doggone it. Live out the best life that you've been called to live. Let them say what they're supposed to say because they're supposed to be around to watch you elevate. They're supposed to be around to watch you go to the next level. They're supposed to be around to see you go to the place God has designed for you to go. I love it though. The scripture goes on to say in Daniel 6 and 4, they tried their best to find a charge, but they could not find a charge or fault in Daniel. Because, listen to this, because he was faithful. They couldn't find anything about this man because he was faithful. He was committed. He was all the way in. They couldn't find anything to point him. He didn't steal no pins. He, he didn't he did, he did take any money from the company. Listen, he couldn't, they couldn't find anything. Why? He was faithful. Let that be the statement over you, okay? They could find no error or fault found in Daniel. Woo. So what they do? created a scenario to try to pull him down. But in the end, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I got news for you. It's not going to work in your life. Whatever any enemies around you are saying, you better stop giving that your energy. You take all of that energy and you focus it into winning. You take all of that energy and you focus it into excellence. You take all of that energy. You're upset. You're angry. Okay. Be angry, be upset, now focus that energy into excellence. Focus that energy into the next level. Focus that energy into going where God has created you to go. They tried their best. Daniel chapter six, 
verse number 24. Listen to me all the way down to verse 28. I'm not going to read it, but here are the truth. They tried their best to get him, right? Tried to get him tied up. He ends up in the lion's den. Daniel's in the lion's den, and he's in the place where it seemed like it was over for him. But Daniel, he succeeded. The grace that was in him, the anointing that was upon his life created a space to manifest, for that thing to manifest in him and through his life. And I believe that even when Daniel was in the, dang, in the lion's den, I believe that lion, he could see something special was about that man. Like the thing that was sent to kill you can't kill you because of what you carry. That's so good to me. I'll say it again. The thing that was sent to kill you can't kill you because of what you carry. You carry the excellent spirit within you. So the Bible says, hey, they tried what they could try. He survived. And not only did he survive, he thrived in the moment. And the king saw the wonder of Daniel still living. And this is what happened in verse number 28 of Daniel chapter 6. The Bible says, so Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. He prospered. He prospered. So listen, God gave him, through that excellent spirit, the opportunity to come in agreement with him, to align with him, to do his best at the work table. And what happened? He prospered. And I believe that's the same word for you. You are about to prosper. As you grab a hold of excellence, no matter whether I like the table, no matter if I enjoy the work table or not, I am ready right now to live out excellence. If that's you, I just want you to type in the comments, please, living out excellence. Would you do that? Just type in the comments right now, living out excellence. And I believe as you do it, your life is going up. I'm prophesying to you right now. It's the word of the Lord. As you do this and you embrace this, your life is going up. And I listen to me, your income is going up. That's a prophetic word for somebody. You're about to see it go to the next level. Listen, I want to pray for you today. Right where you are, I simply want you to lift your hands right where you are. Father, I thank you for every single individual that's watching this message today, whether they're joining us live or watching it later. Father, I thank you today that you are touching them. Thank you, Lord, that first of all, you're getting rid of the past. You're moving the past mistakes out of the way. And you're awakening them to a new, a new reality of living out excellence. I thank you today, Father, that that excellent spirit that's within them will not be denied, but it's going to be activated. They're going to walk in to the activation of what you set up for them. I'm believing for all of our friends that are watching today that you're doing this for them and they're coming alive in you.